What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeover with the Girl Shame of Prayer here on Google Radio. And as always, you know, we are inside the room with State Representative Brandon McGee. What's up, B? What's going on? What's going on? Um, as always, I'm excited to be on the Takeover inside the room with your boy, State Representative Brandon McGee, where we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. And of course, a little bit of gossip every now and again, but I'm yeah. glad to be back. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had a great, a great week. I was out there in Texas doing my thing with the family. And, um, you know, Texas is an interesting state, I will say, you know, we got, <laughs> listen, we have so much to talk about with yes. respect to Texas. Um, but what, what, I mean, what were you doing there? What, were you chilling? Were you working? With family. Um, That's what's my, up. Yeah, with family. We had a little, it was kind of like a little mini reunion um, with my sweetheart. And we were doing some, you know, with the family, just pretty much. And I was able Did to he propose? Explore. Did he propose? No, I would let you know. If, if you, I'll, I'll put that on. Look, I'm trying to make the Black Love page, so I will probably put that on the on. Trying. Oh, we know how to make that happen. <laughs> we'll put you on. Y'all, y'all are way too cute. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Not as cute as you guys are. I see y'all. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Look. we we had a little family shoot. My aunt came. I up saw from, that from Atlanta, Georgia. So okay. We, we took advantage of. Um, you know, having our entire family here, at least a portion of them in the state of Connecticut. And so we took a few pictures in Elizabeth Park, uh, but just chilling, just chilling. I noticed there's nothing but girls in your family. Lord have mercy, nothing but girls. But I wow. am so happy that I am a part of a body of beautiful women. <laughs> uh, my wife, my two girls, my mom, my aunts. Um, but I'm glad that my little cousin was able to bring some testosterone in in our family and yeah. so we have a few young men growing up and i'm excited about that um but i am okay with the two girls that i have in the mcgee family i yeah. know that's right well <laughs> speaking of texas i know you we talked prior to jumping on um we was talking about the heartbeat law mm. in texas i yeah. want to get right into that um if you don't mind i know i don't know let's jump right on into it and the heartbeat um law or policy senate bill eight um you know shay i shared with you during our um in our green room within the <laughs> inside of the room yes. um we talked a little bit about texas and how texas has been leading the way with respect uh, to inequities. And that's not yes. a good thing. Mm -hmm. And so Senate Bill 8 really focuses uh, in on the landmark case um, surrounding or legalizing um, abortion. And we know it to be Roe versus Wade, right? And that's basically given females the right to choose. Um, and I am so very, um, disheartened uh, that the state of Texas is doing what they're doing in terms of banning um, the right to choose whether or not um, you want to keep your child. Um, and Senate Bill 8 was designed uh, to attempt to evade legal accountability in courts um, since it shifts enforcement from state officials to private individuals. Um, that law also, Senate Bill 8, incentivize individuals, including anti-abortion activists, to seek monetary penalties by suing anyone who provides abortion care or assists 
someone in obtaining care in the state of Texas. Yes, that's gonna, even I, that's even your Uber driver, from what I hear. Uh, even the Uber driver can get sued. So Jay, I Jay, guess I'm this sorry, is why I, it's I'm disturbing. Still processing. Yeah. And I, I know um this is why it's so disturbing. A lot of times, you know, you say you have two kids. First of all, let me back up with that. You say you have mm -hmm. two children, right? Um mm -hmm. When did you guys find out you were pregnant? So with our first child that was planned, um, we sort of knew everything. Um, okay. And we figured um, it was maybe between, I don't know, like two months. Okay. When we, so when we finally figured out two, two months. months, not six weeks. Yeah. Two so months. here it is. Nine times 10, a woman don't even know they're pregnant until they're six weeks out or two months out two or months three out. months. I remember with my daughter, I didn't even know I was pregnant. I think both of my children, I didn't even know I was pregnant until three months out. And that was our second daughter. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it, the law and I get it. I, 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 I totally get it. And I'm and, sorry, I don't get it. And I don't know, feel like the state of Texas or any other state or any other body should determine how a woman should choose how to how to care for themselves. No, I, I just I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. And I, I, I was going to say, I get it if we're looking at six months um, mm. out, because there are laws that still allow women to abort uh, even at the fifth or sixth month. Um, right. I get it. Um, but six weeks. Mm hmm. Half the time, you know, some women still receive their menstrual even within the first three months of a pregnancy, not knowing they're pregnant. And how could a man dictate what to do with their body? Or the government, for that matter, right? And I know Governor Abbott is leading the charge there yes. in Texas. And, you know, I'm not even going to spend too much time before we, yeah. we, we take a break. But Shay, one of the things that I wanted to bring up um, is <clears throat> oftentimes people ask, why do women have abortions, right? And understanding a woman's reasons for abortion can help, I think, personalize the debate over the issue. Correct public misconceptions and allow the chance for compassion. Um, um, within the conversation and how do women decide it is the right thing to do not just for themselves but also for the unborn child and their children there are many reasons why but i wanted to um just shed a little light really quickly on common abortion reasons and i'm getting my information from a website called very well health and i thought it was mm. really really good um the top of the list shay is not financially prepared. 40% of the females who participated in this survey said financially they're not prepared. And another I, I one, agree. bad timing, not ready or unplanned. Unplanned could be defined as a rape. It could be defined many different ways, right? I'm gonna jump and that's 36%. I'm going to jump all the way down to the bottom of the list and the bottom of the list, which is 4% says doesn't want a baby or to place the baby for adoption. That's interesting, right? For it to That's be only 4% of the females who have participated um, in, you know, ending the life of a child for only 4%. Um, and I mean, the list goes on in terms of the need to focus on her other children and other reasons why. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting to hear some of the reasons. But again, and I'll end on this note, 
I think it's very important that we continue to understand why women choose to abort, why it's women choose to do what they what they need to do. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and it helps to personalize the debate and it, it doesn't politicize. And I think right now that's what we're doing. Um, that's it's great. becoming very political. And in, in, in the four percent, I couldn't understand why that number is so low. Is because you're not going to carry a child for nine months and just give them up for adoption easily. So it's I'm just saying. what it is. It's this, yeah. that's just what it is. Yeah. Well, we do have a guest today. Yes, um, we do. Yes, um, this woman is the creator and founder of Meant for Me, as well as um, G Two God Women's Group. I, mm -hmm. I can't I remember that. Wow. I know. And, <laughs> and, um, and she's a, a mentor and um, a leader in so many other ways, even with, um, with women finance, finances. She's, That's right. She studies in finances. So we're talking about one of the reasons why women, well, the main reason why people are not, um, you know, fit to have a child or, you know, at the time participate in abortions because of finances. That's the number well, one. And, and the other piece is wealth right? Yes. Creating wealth for the family. And, yes. and Vanessa Samu Ajudua, um, <laughs> and I think I said that correctly. If not, I'm sure she's inside the room, so she'll correct us shortly. Yes, yes. Um, but, but Shay, you're right. Building wealth is something that is extremely important. And that's something yes. that we'd love to hear from Vanessa um, as she continues to build women and girls throughout yes. this country. And um, Shay, I know how you you have given back to young girls and women and supporting entrepreneurs, um, especially women in, in this space. Um, so go ahead and introduce her and then we'll go ahead and- Now I gotta uh, say her name again, look, look. No, just, just you know, Vanessa's you know what? Fine. You know what, listen, listen, you guys keep it locked, don't go nowhere. Um, Vanessa Samu Jahuda? Ajuda. Wa is up next, all right? Um, it's the takeover. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Takeover with your girl, Shay McCray, here on FUBU Radio. And as always, you know, we are inside the room with State Representative Brandon McGee. What's up, B? What's going on? What's going on? Um, as always, I'm excited to be on The Takeover, inside the room with your boy, State Representative Brandon McGee, where we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. And of course, a little bit of gossip every now and again. But I'm yeah. glad to be back. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had a great, a great week. I was out there in Texas doing my thing with the family. And, um, you know, Texas is an interesting state, I will say, you know? Mm -hmm. We got, listen, we have so much to talk about with yes. respect to Texas. Um, but what, what, I mean, what were you doing there? What, were you chilling? Were you working? With family. Um, That's what's my, up. Yeah, with family, we had a little, it was kind of like a little mini reunion um, with my sweetheart. And we were doing some, you know, with the family, just pretty much. And I was able Did to he propose? Did he propose? No, time? I will let you know. If, if he, if I'll, I'll put that on. Look, I'm trying to make the Black Love page, so I will probably put that on the on. Trying? Oh, we know how to make that happen. <laughs> we'll put you on. Y'all, y'all are way too cute. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Not as cute as you guys are. I see y'all. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Look. we we had a little family shoot. My aunt came. I up saw from, that from Atlanta, Georgia. So okay. We, we took advantage of. Um, you know, having our entire family here, at least a portion of them in the state of Connecticut. And so we took a few pictures in Elizabeth Park. 
Uh, but just chilling, just chilling. I noticed there's nothing but girls in your family. Lord have mercy, nothing but girls. But I wow. am so happy that I am a part of a body of beautiful women. <laughs> uh, my wife, my two girls, my mom, my aunts. Um, but I'm glad that my little cousin was able to bring some testosterone in, in our family. And yeah. so we have a few young men growing up and I'm excited about that. Um, but I am okay with the two girls that I have in the McGee family. I know yeah. that's right. Well, <laughs> speaking of Texas, I know you, we talked prior to jumping on, um, we was talking about the heartbeat law mm. in Texas. I yeah. want to get right into that. Um, if you don't mind, I know. I don't know. Let's jump right on into it. And the heartbeat, um, law or policy Senate bill eight, um, you know, Shay, I shared with you during our, um, in our green room within the <laughs> inside of the room, yes. um, we talked a little bit about Texas and how Texas has been leading the way with respect uh, to inequities. And that's not yes. a good thing. Mm -hmm. And so Senate Bill 8 really focuses uh, in on the landmark case um, surrounding or legalizing um, abortion, and we know it to be Roe versus Wade, right? And that's basically giving females the right to choose. Um, and I am so very um, disheartened uh, that the state of Texas is doing what they're doing in terms of banning um, the right to choose whether or not um, you want to keep your child. Um, and Senate Bill 8 was designed uh, to attempt to evade legal accountability in courts um, since it shifts enforcement from state officials to private individuals. Um, that law also, Senate Bill 8, incentivized individuals, including anti-abortion activists, to seek monetary penalties by suing anyone who provides abortion care or assists someone in obtaining care in the state of texas yes that's gonna, even I, that's even your uber driver from what i hear uh, even the uber driver could get sued so Shay, i guess Shay, this sorry, is why I, it's I'm disturbing processing yeah and I, I know um this is why it's so disturbing a lot of times you know you say you have two kids first of all let me back up with that you say you have mm -hmm. two children right um mm -hmm. w when did you guys find out you were pregnant so with our first child that was planned um, we sort of knew everything um, okay. and we figured um, it was maybe between, I don't know, like two months. Okay. When we, so when we finally figured out two, two months. months, not six weeks. Yeah. Two so months. here it is. Nine times 10, a woman don't even know they're pregnant until they're six weeks out or two months out two or months three out. months. I remember with my daughter, I didn't even know I was pregnant. I think both of my children I didn't even know I was pregnant until three months out. And that was our second daughter. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it, the law, and I get it. I, 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 I totally get it. And I'm and, sorry, I don't get it. And I don't know, feel like the state of Texas or any other state or any other body should determine how a woman should choose how to, how to care for themselves. No, I, I just, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. And I, I, I was going to say, I get it if we're looking at six months um, mm. out because there are laws that still allow women to abort uh, even at the fifth or sixth month. Um, right. I get it. Um, but six weeks. Mm -hmm. 
half the time, you know, some women still receive their menstrual even within the first three months of a pregnancy, not knowing they're pregnant. And how could a man dictate what to do with their body? Or the government for that matter, right? And I know Governor Abbott is leading the charge there yes. in Texas. And, you know, I'm not even going to spend too much time before we, yeah. we, we take a break. But Shay, one of the things that I wanted to bring up um, is <clears throat> oftentimes people ask, why do women have abortions, right? And understanding a woman's reasons for abortion can help, I think, personalize the debate over the issue correct public misconceptions and allow the chance for compassion um, um, within the conversation. And how do women decide it is the right thing to do, not just for themselves, but also for the unborn child and their children? There are many reasons why, but I wanted to um, just shed a little light really quickly on common abortion reasons. And I'm getting my information from a website called Very Well Health. And I thought it was mm. really, really good. Um, the top of the list, Shay, is not financially prepared. 40% of the females who participated in this survey said financially they're not prepared. And Another I, I one, agree. Bad timing, not ready or unplanned. Unplanned could be defined as a rape. It could be defined many different ways, right? I'm going to jump, and that's 36%. I'm going to jump all the way down to the bottom of the list. And the bottom of the list, which is 4%, says doesn't want a baby or to place the baby for adoption. That's interesting, right? For it to that's be only 4% of the females who have participated um, in, you know, ending the life of a child, for only 4%. Um, and I mean, the list goes on in terms of the need to focus on her other children and other reasons why. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was interesting to hear some of the reasons. But again, and I'll end on this note, I think it's very important that we continue to understand why women choose to abort, why it's women choose to do what they what they need to do. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and it helps to personalize the debate and it, it doesn't politicize. And I think right now, that's what we're doing. Um, that's it's great. becoming very political. And, and, and the 4%, I couldn't understand why that number is so low is because you're not gonna carry a child for nine months and just give them up for adoption easily. So it's I'm just saying. what it is. It's this, yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. Well, we do have a guest today. Yes, um, we do. Yes. Um, this woman is the creator and founder of Meant For Me, as well as um, G2 God Women's Group. I, mm -hmm. I can't remember I remember that. Wow. I know. And, <laughs> and, um, and she's a, a mentor and um, a leader in so many other ways, even with, um, with women finance, finances. She's, That's right. She studies in finances. So we're talking about one of the reasons why women, well, the main reason why people are not, um, you know, fit to have a child or, you know, at the time participate in abortions because of finances. That's the number well, one. And and the other piece is wealth, right? Creating yes. wealth for the family. And, yes. and Vanessa Samu Ajudua. Um, and I think I said that correctly. If not, I'm sure she's inside the room, so she'll correct us shortly. Yes, yes. Um, but but Shay, you're right. Building wealth is something that is extremely important, and that's something yes. that we'd love to hear from Vanessa um, as she continues to build women and girls throughout yes. this country. 
And um, Shay, I know how you you have given back to young girls and women and supporting entrepreneurs, um, especially women in, in this space. Um, so go ahead and introduce her and then we'll go ahead and- Now I gotta uh, say her name again, look, look. <laughs> no, just, just, you know, Vanessa's you know what? You fine. know what, listen, listen, you guys keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. Um, Vanessa Samu Jahuda. Ajuda Wa is up next. All right. Um, it's the takeover. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the takeover with your girl Shay McCray. And of course, we are inside the room with State Representative Brandon McGee. Um, B, um, you've continued to bring phenomenal guests and people that really impact the community. And I, and I just want to take a moment to thank you for um, bringing Vanessa Samuel Ajuda. Oh, you almost had it. <laughs> It. She like uh, was just just there. That's okay. You guys will get to know my name more. <laughs> yes, we 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 get we need to get to know you. Um, one of the things I, I want to say, I noticed in speaking, everything you speak about, you you mention God, and I noticed you put God first. I also noticed that um, you have here, you're a part of G Two Women Prayer Group. Yes. Is that your company as well? Yeah. So that is a not for profit that was started in the midst of a pandemic, where I. I really believe that people needed encouragement. Pe you know, March 2020 was rough for a lot of people. Yes. And I started a prayer group where women could just come together and talk about their needs and just pray with no intention, no nothing, no extra pool. Just let's pray together. And it's been growing and it's it's been so wonderful to pray with the women. How do people get involved? Women are men invited or no? Because some of us might the, be trying the, the to pick y'all. The G2 Women's Prayer Group, it, it, Brandon, sorry, but it's just for it's just for us ladies. Um, because and 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 I'll tie that into the work I do for men for her um, a little mm -hmm. later. But it's just for women. There's just so much go in the pandemic. Honestly, women were negatively impacted by the pandemic. We all were, but yeah. women kind of took an extra hit in that sense because. Women were now, you know, forced to choose between work, family, which one are you going to do? You're going to work from home. You got kids. The workload is piling up. You know, the boss is calling. Mm -hmm. And at that point, women were like, I just, I mean, what do I do? My kids aren't going to school anymore. I mean, we talk about the new norm, but the new norm wasn't easy for everyone to convert to. So at G2 Women's Prayer Group, having, you know, just having a place where women could just come and just say, can you please pray with me was so important. Well, so make the connection to Meant For Her. Like, what what's the connection there between this prayer group and Meant For Her? Is it a great sort of segue into now that we've built this trusted relationship through prayer, here's additional, some more practical ways that you can live a healthier and better life. Share, share with us on, on that point. So, so most of the women from G2 Women, they knew me prior to G2 Women. Um, so because Meant For Her started in 2019, and the G2 Women's Prayer started in 2020. But the connection was always there because when women know that you have a heart for them regardless, right? Mm -hmm. So at the Men For Her organization, our heart is there because we know women are facing disparities. We know women earn less. We know that women get you know less funding when it comes to business opening. We know that most women businesses actually do not succeed. Don't believe the hype because without the funding and the support, it's only a matter of time before that business collapsed, right? Um, so the connection is there in that sense where 
both goals are to really just support the women. So Meant For Her supports them in more of their um, career, you know, lifestyle. And then the, the G2 Women um, Prayer Group supports them more on the spiritual side. Well, go ahead and give that information how they can sign up. I love it. Yeah. So G2 Women's Prayer Group, um, it is currently, we're on Instagram, so you could actually follow us there and just request more information. We also have a Facebook group that you can request to be a part of. Just type in G2 Women's Prayer Group and it comes up and we'll, you know, let you in. Um, so that, that one is pretty straightforward. Uh, with the meant for her, we, we welcome women of all levels. Because um, a lot of people will... It, initially when they they think of founder like myself who's highly educated would look down on a, a you know maybe a stay-at-home mother it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what you do whether you're stay-at-home mm -hmm. mother whether you are you know just starting your career you you're a, you know big time businesswoman tycoon we have different programs and i want to talk a little bit about one of the program one of our flagship programs at men for her and it's called her dreams take flight we launched mm. it this year in the summer and her dream state flight is so critical because what I noticed, and it, it really just puts together all men for her has been doing in the last two to three years. Her dream state flight allows a woman to come day one with a dream, an idea in her head and begin to visualize it. Not only visualize it, she has coaches in different subject areas that takes her through a process where she can visualize the dream and then begin to actualize it in the sense of making it into actionable plans. Mm. The women leave in six days with a blueprint on how to execute on that dream. It's not heard of, it's not even out there yet. Wow. And the thing with that is most organizations like myself that say, oh, we're empowering women. So they create webinars, they create conferences. But what happens after that? At Meant For Her, what happens after our webinars, our conferences, is that you now have a team that actually executes on the dream with you, execute mm -hmm. on the goals with you. And that's how I, I was able to tie in my, you know, operations background, my supply chain background, the work mm -hmm. I do at Vanessa Subo and Company. Because while I am out there helping corporations build their supply chains and make sure their bottom lines are right, I can take that exact same skill set and put together a value chain system where women can come execute on their dreams and goals and actually see it to life. And I'll give you an example. One of our members is a nurse. She works full-time. She said, Vanessa, I have a dream. I have a dream to have a business. Now, a woman like that will easily just say, you know what? I don't have the business acumen. I don't have the time, but guess yeah. what? While she's at her nine to five, because we have our coaching and development sessions, we know what her dream is. We've created her goal execution strategy through the, her dream safe flight process. She's mm -hmm. able to go to work while the execution is actually happening behind the scenes for her. Is she part of it? Yes, 100%. She has to write her business plan with us, right? So she knows every detail. But as we carried out, this CEO now knows that the marketing plan is gonna be like this because she wrote it with our help, <laughs> right? So wow. this, it goes beyond just inspiring people. Honestly, when I stepped into this space, I knew instantly because initially I was like, this market, I don't think this is what I wanna do. But I really heard God say, this industry, although there's a lot of inspiring you know, work out there, the results just aren't there. We're not closing the social economic wealth gap. Because mm. when, when you execute nope. on a business plan, what do you then do in the market is critical. 
are you giving away your return on investment because a company now said like Amazon would say, Hey, because I'm managing all of your supply chain, I need 60% and you're left yeah. with 40. So by the time you take mm -hmm. that 40 and you break it out into your cost of goods sold, you're really left with 10. So guess what Brandon and Shay we're back to that $17,000 net worth because the statistics shows that a black woman's business at the, uh, the net worth, the, take home is actually 24,000 by the time she pays all her costs of goods sold. Ooh. Wow. wow. Ooh. So, so as, as a sitting state representative here in the state of Connecticut, you know, I wouldn't be a good policymaker if I didn't ask you this, right? So eliminating the black wealth gap uh, will need to go from my perspective, just it, it needs to go beyond just securing more money for African-Americans, right? or yeah. to African-Americans. So to you, Vanessa, as a strategist and negotiator, what do you think are some policies uh, that are needed to ensure that the structures supporting wealth creation deliver equitable outcomes? What are your thoughts on that? We, we need an overhaul. We need an overhaul in, in every aspect. Because think about it. The reason why we have such a huge wealth gap is while the black family does not see the example or is left with any type of inheritance, right? Because of, you know, social economic inequalities, mm -hmm. there's no way for them to recover 400 years of damage in that sense. Right. So, right. so what, what needs to happen is we need to go back and relook at some of these policies, right? What does it take to buy a home? Let's go back and revisit mm. that. What does it mm. take? Um, you know, how do we how do we help people with um, that maybe have made bad decisions financially in the past, but now are willing to restructure, right? So there's that. Um, the lending policies need to be revisited because one of the biggest areas is funding, right? So a lot of us have great ideas. We want to execute the. And honestly, I believe that if we went back and we restructured our lending policies especially in our credit policies, the economic return that I believe the black community can bring to society is exponential. I mean, it's, we start more businesses than any group in America put together. However, we're, we're not sustaining it. So if the government wants to get a return on investment and, and you know, we talk about social economic um, improvements in Connecticut. Well, let's revisit those lending policies. Because think about, think about just recently with the PPP, when that got released, a lot of black businesses still didn't get it. So Brandon, to your question, how do we fix things? We got to go back to those lending policies. That That's one I would like to address for sure. That's good stuff. Good stuff. And, and I'm hey. assuming it had a lot to do with the bookkeeping, proper um, tax filing, um, not having your paperwork um, done properly, because there were a lot of companies that did get it that was falsifying a lot of the information where the companies who should have gotten it didn't have their paperwork in uh and proper a lot of people even there they weren't even they were even listed as dissolved companies on the state um website they weren't even active at the time so i know that plays a a, a major um it plays a it plays a part in in that and i guess just teaching them how to keep up with that is key 
So I appreciate that. One last time, please let them know how they can sign up with you wait, if they want to get Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to ask this question, okay? okay. So I've invested in Bitcoin and all this other stuff. I do have the IRA. I have all of them, those other accounts, okay? And the chat account, I don't ask me the acronyms, but basically it is to support my children's uh, scholarship fund, all of that. But the number of people in the Bitcoin space that I get at least a hundred followers a day who are like experts in Bitcoin. <laughs> talk to us, talk to us. And I know it's real and, and people are making a lot of money off of it, but is that a part of your strategy as well to connect many of your women and girls to the education of Bitcoin, the direction that we're going? And Shay, I know Shay had someone on her show recently to talk about this, but I just yes. wanted to hear from you, from your perspective, Vanessa, really quickly before we we, we take another break. Yes. So financial literacy is, is key. Um, even as we build women with their businesses and their dreams, one of the things is they need to be financially literate. So we do have various coaches who, um, and I think we need to do a little more in this area where we're going to bring on um, coaches who teach on the different investments. So we talked about real estate in the past. Um, we talked about stock in the past in some of our chats. Um, so we have a fireside chat. Um, even at her Dream Safe Flight, we brought on someone who talked about um, investing in real estate. The Bitcoin area, um, the technology behind that is what, what needs to be taught more about. And it, it actually is how we're set up. So the technology behind um, Bitcoin is blockchain technology because mm -hmm. it actually records um, transactions and it, it, it it's like an electronic um, means of recording transactions and it links it together. So really, I mean, you can't really buy, like one Bitcoin is really expensive. So you're not really, it's really meant for the million yeah. years to be honest. Yeah. Um, but so what you're doing is you're buying bits of it. You're buying yeah. parts of what someone else already has as a whole. Now that's the whole blockchain technology. And that actually, uh, um, I, I, I say, you know, I, I'll say it. It's actually <laughs> my um, strategy behind men for her. And when I say blockchain technology, when you think about a value chain system, there are many pieces to it. So Vanessa Samuajidwa can't deliver all the resources or what a woman or a girl needs. So what we've done is we're, we've said, okay, we're building a value chain behind the scenes where it doesn't matter what you need. If it's financial coaching, you're gonna get it. If it's business funding, you're gonna get it. If it's business acumen, you're gonna get it. If it's life coaching, look, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I'm looking to pivot. I'm looking to you know, change my career. You're going to get all of that. And that's why we say we're one stuff shop. Well, Vanessa, um, we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back on and then figure out a call in option for people to just kind of ask those direct questions, even if it's yes. a Instagram live with myself and Shay. Um, but I can't thank you enough for the work that yeah. you're doing and the commitment to the gift uh, that God has given you. Um, and it's, you can feel it. It's reflecting in your work and your passion. Um, so again, tell the people how they can connect to Vanessa, but also to the other programs in your business that you offer. Okay. So you can reach us and reach me and, and my organization in various ways. I would say um, you can reach us on social media as meant for her um, on Instagram, Facebook, we're, we're open. You can send us an email at MT for her, the number, so the letter M, the letter T, the number four, H-E-R at meantforher.org. Send us an email, or you can go to our website at www.meantforher.org and click on the 
contact us button and just, you know, sign up and we'll be in touch with you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today um, here on the takeover inside the room. We appreciate you um, and you guys keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. Thank you. Welcome back to the takeover with your girl Shay McCray as we were inside the room with state representative Brandon McGee and his special guest Vanessa. I am not going to try to butcher her last name. I will not do it. <laughs> But I will say amazing, amazing information. Um, we needed this because the topic, we, we always talk about um, different things and finances, how to make money, but we never talk about how to build the generational wealth. So we definitely need that. And I appreciate her for coming on with that. Yes, very good. So y'all yeah. make sure y'all follow her, please, please. Yeah, <laughs> thanks again. Thanks again, Vanessa. Uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, and, and we, we always talk about COVID, the importance of getting vaccinated, but we also have been talking a lot about the housing crisis that we're faced with. Um, you know, so quickly, I want to share a little bit and then next week we can kind of dive deeper. But according to a 2020 report by the Aspen Institute, an estimated 30 to 40 million people in the U.S. are at risk of eviction due to COVID Ooh. housing crisis. That's a lot. We also That's know back in July, the, uh, the housing moratorium expired. Um, and as of late, y'all, I've been reading a lot about the coming eviction crisis will hit Black communities the hardest. So y'all make sure y'all join inside the room next week so that we can dive deep and talk a little bit about the impacts that this will have on our community, uh, but most importantly, provide some resources uh, and information as to how you can take care of your rent and remain in place. Uh, so as always, make sure you follow me uh, on Instagram, underscore BLMJ, underscore. Follow us on Facebook. We have a nice little group inside the room there. And of course, on Spotify and YouTube, um, at Inside the Room with State Representative Brandon McGee. Shay? All right. Well, thank you so much for that information. That is key. They do. I think a lot of times people are looking for the resources to help them pay their rent and so forth. I think part of the problem is not being able to qualify. So mm -hmm. um, that's the biggest issue with those programs, not being able yeah. to, to prove that they could pay going forward. Um, and I do well, know- Well, let me, let me say this, that money is free. It's federal dollars. All you have to do is show that you've been impacted by the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so some of these programs will give upwards of $14,000 wow. and also provide down payment on a new place to live should you have to relocate. So That's awesome. Yeah. All right, we'll look so we'll, forward we'll to We'll talk a little bit more next week. Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us each and every week here on The Takeover. Y'all make sure y'all tell a friend, download that FUBU Radio app, and go follow us on um, Instagram, that is official FUBU Radio, and follow us on Facebook, that is FUBU Radio. Follow me too, um, Shay McCray, S-H-A-Y-M-C-C-R-A-Y. We appreciate the love, the support. We appreciate the, the reposts and everything, and y'all make sure y'all go check in with Vanessa because she's definitely helping and teaching general wealth. And I know she had a, a, a event. We speak in a Texas. You know she had an event in Texas um, a couple weeks ago, so I can't wait to the next one because I might. Well, I would love to get into that. And she was teaching a lot about finances and, so, and wealth too with that too. So um, as always appreciate you guys and um y'all know the vibe it's your girl shay mccray here on the all new Google radio baby